0: Sarah Sloan and you're listening to the Sarah Sloan Show. Hope you guys are safe in that you're flexing your muscles because if you're not they're gonna just get smaller and smaller so I don't know what you're doing. Okay so I'm here with my father and we're going to discuss I wanted to discuss this I really did uh Elizabeth Holmes Theranos. Do you know about that?
1: There was Some famous company that she started?
0: Or? Yeah, yeah. This was one of the stories that I have known about for years. I remember um, even in public relations, in my first class at OU, Intro to Public Relations, it was this professor, and she was so, you know, like she was probably in her 40s, so like uh, professional and pretty and all this stuff. And just like very kind of, I don't know, I didn't like it that much. Uh, But she was talking about like staying updated. That's part of what you do with uh, public relations. And so then um, I think she was just kind of asking about certain topics. And then I mentioned Elizabeth Holmes and she was like, oh, I don't know about that. And I was like, yes, it was so satisfying. (laughs) And so then later I was like, so what do you think about it? She said, oh, it's very interesting. Yeah. I looked into it and all that. It felt so good to know about something that a professor didn't know about. And okay, so the point though, Elizabeth Holmes, she was, it's amazing. I I didn't really know when she was actually famous. I wasn't like aware of her when she was actually uh, rising to fame. I only knew about her when things started to turn a little bit sour. But the gist of it is that she was creating this company and it was called Theranos. And the point of it was that they could prick your blood. And with that one prick of blood, that one droplet, They could do so much with it on finding out more about your health and all these things, like just so many medical findings. And that's obviously like the idea of that is just wonderful. And, and yeah, so there's, it would be amazing if it, if it was true. The sad part is it was a lie and everybody knew it was a lie in the company. Everybody in the, well, Mm. okay. I can't say everybody, her and a guy named Sonny, which was basically her boyfriend, Uh, who were kind of the top of the company they knew but she was let me see they said she was on Forbes (laughs) yeah okay so she founded Theranos at uh, at the age of 19 in 2019 after dropping out of Stanford sound familiar
1: at the age of 19
0: (laughs) yeah but she's trying to sound like these people that drop out of college and do these things she studied and guess what outfit she always wore? Well, I don't know why I'm saying guess. A black turtleneck. Do you know who else did that? Jobs. Yep, Steve Jobs. So she was always um, trying to do that, trying trying to kind of look like him. And people would always compare her to Steve Jobs. But you would always see her in a, her in a black turtleneck if you if you look for her. Was she balding? <laughs> no, she has she has very beautiful hair. The other interesting part of her was that uh she lowered her voice so people that knew her from the past they would hear her at, at like speaking in public and they're like you don't sound like that and she purposely lowered her voice so uh she sounded what did she sound like she was like uh, i don't know i'm elizabeth holmes okay so let me see i was just starting to search it and it said elizabeth holmes um Real voice.
1: Mm. <laughs> okay. So you can probably compare the two from years back. and
0: Yeah, I want to see if I can find actually a, a clip of her speaking, but I don't know if it'll be that easy. Mm. I didn't prepare for this, to be honest with you. Her speaking. I, I knew all the other stuff, but... Oh, she looks so different now, too. Oh,
1: well, we know that young men, their voice is lower over time. Yes. As, as they get older.
0: Well, for Puberty. her... <laughs> You know, her voice lowers too. OK, so let me see if I can find it. Dang it. OK.
1: question was about the capital markets and what people are valuing you. Yeah. But given that they don't have as much information as they can, when you think they'll start to be able to get things right in terms of how to value you, how to understand what your value proposition is? Well, the, their
2: valuation is a private market valuation. So it was based on a single round of investment about which we know yeah. less than we usually do about those when we know valuation. Yeah, for sure, I mean, we're we're a private company. Um, sure. We have a very um, small investor base because we like being a private company and we think there's a lot of advantages in it. We think that we can do things like say, yes, we're not gonna use our nanotainer tube for a few quarters because it's the right thing to do in the context of our long-term goals, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, so they, they make their decision, and, and we have some pretty sophisticated investors, but you know I, I may be, um, I may think about this differently I, I actually don 't think um, that our valuation is what matters here. What matters here is the integrity of our data and being able to demonstrate that and beginning you know, continuing to execute on this model that we 've created and show that we can we can realize a shift in this space and if we do that, um, our valuation will be realized or potentially continue to go up, and if we don't, it'll go down, and that's fine, right? But we're not doing this because of our valuation. We, I, mean, I, I want to be building this company for the rest of my life. This is a private company, and we, we're going to stay that way. You know? great. Thanks. <laughs> You're so finding does that,
0: does that sound like, now that you know just even <clears throat> a little bit about <clears throat> it, doesn't it just seems so obvious now that she was a fraud the way that she even answered that question. Yeah. So like, cause the guy asked like a very intelligent question, but like the thing is like the integrity of my data, that's like the most important thing. And like, I, I don't care about valuation, like valuation here, valuation there. Like the key is that like, I'm doing this for the rest of my life and you know, like it's going to be private. So you can't actually see that everything we're doing is like false but yeah, what? I, There's no woman that I know that talks that way. <laughs> they don't.
1: <laughs> You're talking about the voice level.
0: She totally like I'm doing it right now. Uh huh. And even the way that she was sitting, it, you didn't it, see the video.
1: You know, if you could hear her, a couple of years back, that probably would be the real evidence of it. But um, you know, it's interesting. I would think for her private investors that she talked about they really would care about valuation <laughs> and you know it is true the integrity of the data because if this whole thing's a fraud you know i'm trying to imagine with what you just said because i really am unfamiliar with this um whole thing <clears throat> you know it, it was it that one drop's just not enough you got to get a vial of blood like they do all the time when you test to the doctor
0: well i to be honest, I don't know too much of the details of it. I did want to play this real quick
2: uh, and see. And First they think you're crazy, then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. And um, I, I have to say, I, I, I personally was shocked to see that the journal would publish something like this. Her voice, her deep baritone voice, was that fake too? According
1: to uh, my sources, uh, it was uh, an employee... Who joined the company in 2011 uh, had a meeting with her shortly after he joined and um, it was late in the day and and uh, they were finishing up the meeting and uh, she sort of um, expressed her excitement that he had recently joined and as she got up she forgot to put on the baritone and slipped back into a more natural sounding young woman's voice
2: was everything about elizabeth holmes a fraud
1: a lot of it was a lie
0: Oh, 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 okay, sorry. It says that, it says it's about to use a real voice. Okay. Okay, get ready.
2: No, it hasn't. Well, if I use traditional words to describe what we're doing, it's hard because people then associate it with conventional processes for analyzing drugs and development or whatever aspects we may be applying our technology to. But, no, it hasn't. Well, if I use traditional words... Do you
0: hear that?
1: (laughs) started high and it went down. No,
0: it
2: hasn't. I mean, well, the
0: thing is like... (laughs) Okay, okay, sorry. I'll I'll get more serious. Um,
1: You're really enjoying this, aren't you?
0: (laughs) I love this story so much. And there's also a really good podcast that ABC News did. It's called The Dropout, and it tells all about this. Um, But basically, they had this... uh, Okay, let's see. Yeah, this is what it promised. It would revolutionize blood testing by allowing patients to be tested for a wide variety of conditions with just a few drops of blood. The company's valuation soared, hitting $9 billion at one point. Then it all came crashing down. The Wall Street Journal investigation, which was later chronicled in the best-selling book Bad Blood, called in question the capabilities of the company's blood testing device and overall testing methods. In the end, the machine simply didn't work. So uh, she was once hailed by Forbes as America's uh, richest self-made woman with a net worth of $4.5 billion by 2019, or sorry, 2016, the magazine had revised that figure to essentially zero. Yeah. So uh,
1: it really did did come crashing down.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure.
1: And she didn't sell out. Um, You know, she could have obviously made a ton of money and if as you're saying she knew i guess she thought the you know the fraud was going to continue to be effective
0: yeah so one thing i remember from the podcast they were saying that they were about to do some deal or i think they were starting to do some deal with walgreens Mm. so that it would be set up in a a walgreens you go in get the prick of blood get all these findings and it was going to be in all these walgreens Mm. and i think that yeah they did it in a few and then Uh, Obviously, people figured out it was all a lie. Um, So they are being tried in court and uh, the boyfriend and her said that they're not guilty and they're going to be tried separately. Mm. And the legal experts, they say that Holmes knew that she knew it and she was just trying to deceive people. And yeah, she didn't care. And I, I, yeah, I remember people were excited to work for the company and then they would just, it got so ugly and nasty there that they would usually just quit. And um, they, she's also going to maybe try to potentially uh, accuse this one man of sexual abuse, psychological, emotional abuse, even though the guy says, no, I didn't do any of that. But she's tried to use that as an attack method. Mm. So uh, <laughs> they're, it's going to, they're going to, Start the trial with some jury selection on Tuesday, and it's going to be. So this is yeah.
3: all.
1: I'm assuming a civil trial. There's no nothing criminal here.
0: I guess so. Yeah, Which was is a just just for
1: money. You know, um, obviously because she would ca- have caused a lot of people to lose money, investors yeah. and such.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's just so. F- isn't it a fascinating story? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I think. What do you think? Should I try it? Should I try to Hey, I'm Sarah, (laughs) and I wear black turtlenecks. (laughs) I thought of this really cool company.
1: Why don't you try this for the next week of podcasts?
0: Okay, I'll do it from here on out. (laughs) No, it's probably really annoying everybody. Um, But yeah, just such, such a good story. Uh, Let's see. Here is something else that was really... I didn't even know anything about this until I read this article from the Epoch Times. Mm -hmm. So there is a Texas law that's going to ban, it's going to ban uh, nine out of 10 abortions because it's one of those heartbeat bills. And there was going to be a hearing that was going to take place on August 30th, and it would have seen judges consider whether to grant a preliminary injunction against the law. It's Senate Bill Eight. Um, and it was canceled on August 27th by a federal court. So, yeah, basically the Senate passed this bill.
1: Then the court blocked it.
0: Mm-hmm. The court blocked it.
1: And then today, the 30th, what, is, what was to happen? Judges were going to decide something about it?
0: Uh, they were going to, see, I don't really understand this, uh, grant a pre- preliminary injunction against the law.
1: Mm, I see. So that would stop it from being enforced.
0: The blockage from the court, correct? Okay. Okay.
1: Well, apparently the court already blocked it, but then the temporary injunction uh, just confirms that.
0: Mm. Okay. Okay. So yeah, obviously a lot of abortion providers. There's 22, and they're trying to convince the court to block the law from taking effect, and it, instead, basically, it's going to take it's going to take effect on September 1st, mm. um, as mm-hmm. legal challenges continue. And the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals uh, also denied emergency motions filed by abortion providers asking for action that might have led the law being blocked. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, John Segoe, I know him, the legislative <laughs> director uh, Texas Right to Life, said that there's no vehicles to stop the Heartbeat Act from taking effect on Wednesday.
1: It, you know, it's interesting. I know the <clears throat> there's heartbeat bills in many other states, I don't know the number. I would think at least 20, if not more. And, you know, I think they've been proven to be uh, defensible. Uh, You know, they can't, in other words, there aren't good ways to challenge them. Uh, I'm sure it's been tried, because this has been going on for many years, the heartbeat bills. So if they just followed that same pattern of bill, I think uh, Texas would be pretty safe, like all the others. I thought I heard something in the news about prosecution of anybody that might help somebody get an abortion. Ooh. And that sounded a little bit more controversial, but I don't know if that would just affect that one provision.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Planned Parenthood. They said the law could lead to abortion providers, clinic staff and others being saddled with endless lawsuits that consume their time and resources and prevent them from providing healthcare services, ultimately forcing them to shut down. Sounds mm-hmm. pretty good to me. So mm-hmm. I don't know what we're complaining about here. <laughs> <Yeah>. Planned Parenthood. <laughs> you're you're planning to not have parenthood. Right. So crazy. Um, but this is great news. Uh, you know, women that are just angry and want abortions. They say, "So I miss one period, and I basically have to have this baby." that's what they say mm. which are so angry about uh yeah this is basically 6 weeks of pregnancy and you can the you can see the beating heart mm-hmm. of the baby mm-hmm. so we just simply believe that you shouldn't kill <laughs> a human with a beating heart i just i don't know why that's so controversial but it really is for some reason there's you
1: know medical science of course uh, behind all that so mm-hmm. um yeah very clearly it's life at that point uh really the research is just when can we detect it you know and as we can detect it earlier and earlier um brainwaves heartbeat then we've realized that life is starting earlier than we thought it was so it's just a matter of when we can detect it it's it's there very very early
0: yeah and we have been kind of slow to this the state of texas Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. other states have already gotten to this and um it's been very effective for them so um but yeah thanks to groups like Texas right to life that just they fight every year um you know, I was at the house uh in the last last session and they were always working working so hard and that's their only uh those are the only bills they look at mm. just mm-hmm. uh you know heartbeat bills, just all mm-hmm. abortion bills so they're they're a great organization and you know they've been very effective and I really hope that this uh, you know, that nothing stops us from just being able to start on September 1st and just continue forever. Mm. Uh, we should not kill a baby with a heartbeat. That's really ugly.
1: Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Texas was one of, well, the most recent ones to uh, legislate this. And, uh, yeah, there's been others that have done it many years back. So it's a very good sign uh, for this to be in Texas now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so another interesting, just really quick story is that, um, Instagram, the social media app, they are going to require their users to share their birthdays. So, um, they're doing this because there has just been some predatory kind of behavior on children under the ages of 13. And so they would rather have people put their age uh, to protect children on this platform.
2: <laughs>
0: mm. uh, Facebook was even wanting to create an app that was just for kids and they were blocked from doing so because uh, they aren't trusted. <laughs> mm. Mm. So that was also an interesting piece of information. And then of course they say that, you know, they know that people can put false birthdays and they're going to develop new technology to address such issues. Mm. That's scary to think about. What does that <laughs> right. mean?
1: Right. Yeah, well, it's like on the one hand, they're doing something good to protect children, and I wouldn't doubt that Instagram is a place where many become victims. Although, obviously, they're probably cooperating in order for that to take place. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's proper supervision. But at the same time, there's privacy issues. Mm -hmm. So. You know, it kind of always cuts both ways.
0: Yeah, it's that argument of should you be anonymous online? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, people that are anonymous online act a lot differently than when people know who they are. Mm -hmm. You know, so then it's kind of that argument. There's some, there's a dating app, Bumble. I'm not speaking from experience. It's just, I I just know (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, from what I've heard. But with that app, you have to like, I think, I, I forget exactly what, but you have to somehow verify that it's you. And it's like, there's no way around it. It has to be you. Which, like, for a dating app, I, I get that a mm-hmm. lot more. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know what to tell you. Uh, but it. Th- I guess this will be good. Mm-hmm. I guess it will be good. But I just get kind of scared whenever they say, we're going to find a way mm. to, oh, man, I'm sounding like Elizabeth again, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to stop this. So, uh, yeah, just interesting story there. And then Larry Elder. Larry Elder is still obviously running for governor. And now the attacks on him are just getting Mm. ridiculous. (laughs) Mm.
1: Do we call that desperation?
0: Yep. It shows things are working. (laughs) Um, The
1: 14th is approaching.
0: They were saying that he's a white supremacist. They said that he only was able to be successful based off of affirmative action. Um, All these things. They just like won't stop.
1: (laughs) Well, what's wrong with being successful based on affirmative action? They're all for affirmative Mm -hmm. action. It's so funny. So for somebody to have taken advantage of it successfully, and now they're turning on them because they're conservative.
0: Well, you know what it is. It really is this thing of, um, I don't even know the best analogy to use, but it's like, here, yeah, yeah, you can borrow some money. You can borrow some money. Oh, you borrowed some money. Now you're gonna have to do this and this and this. <laughs> right. It's just like, hey, you said I could borrow this money. What's the, what's the problem with you? You know, that's kind of what it feels like a little bit. But yeah, they made those policies.
1: Boy, a white supremacist, huh? <clears throat>
0: so ridiculous. Yeah, I wonder
1: what the grounds are for that.
0: Who knows? Um, he here he is. He's speaking at an election rally, and he's gonna talk a little bit about school choice, which. Definitely don't mind hearing more about that.
3: I want to thank Supervisor Lisa Bartlett for endorsing me, coming out and doing that. Also, is Betty Chu here? Betty Chu is the first Chinese-American to become a member of the California Bar. 82 years young, and she supported me early on. So, Betty, thank you so much. Now, when I started running, I knew that it was going to be vicious. I knew the the media was going to do whatever they could to stop me, because I'm taking on powerful interests taking on the teachers' union because I support choice in public education. (laughs) Betty, God bless you, Betty. Love you too. The money should follow the child rather than the other way around. Do you know that 75% of black boys here in California cannot read at state levels of proficiency? And those levels are not high, 75%. Half of third graders cannot read at state levels of proficiency, and those levels are not high. I went to Crenshaw High School, that was a high school that you saw in the movie Boys in the Hood. Two percent of kids at Crenshaw High School are math proficient. Now who sends their kid to a school where only two percent of the kids are math proficient if they have an option out? I want to give them an option out. I want the parents to be able to put their kid in a private school, a charter school, a religious school, or a government school if the parent chooses. Teachers Union adamantly opposed to that. Why? Because the teachers are not automatic union members and because they don't get those automatic dues. Now, the majority of black and brown parents living in the inner city support choice in school. Teachers union adamantly opposed to it for the reasons I just now mentioned. By the way, 80% of the government schooled education kids in in California, those in government schools, 80% are black and brown. These are the ones that the left claims they care about. Now, there was a study years ago that asked where public school teachers sent their own school age kids. Don't give the end of the movie yet. <laughs> 10% of American families put their kids in private school. 6% of black families do. 44% of Philadelphia public school teachers with school-age kids have their own kids in private school, four times the national average. 39% Chicago public school teachers have their own school-age kids in private school. LAUSD, twice as many Public school teachers with school-age kids have their own kids in private school. That's the equivalent of opening up a restaurant, putting up a sign saying, come on eat! Come on in, please eat the food, because we sure as won't. The people that know the school system the best aren't putting their own kids in it, but they're telling you to do it. It is outrageous. The first step towards leaving poverty is to finish high school, one where presumably you can read, write, and compute at grade level. I knew I'd be taking on some very powerful interests saying some things that the left does not like people to say. You know that Lyndon Johnson launched the so-called war on poverty in 1965. At the time, 25% of black kids entered the world without a father married to the mother. 25%. And Obama once said, I love the quote left-wing people, you know who Obama is, right guys? <laughs> Obama said a kid raised without a father is five times more likely to be poor and commit crime, nine times more likely to drop out of school, and 20 times more likely to end up in jail. Today, the percentage of black children brought into the world without a father married to the mother is close to 70%. 25% of white kids now enter the world without a father married to the mother half of hispanic kids enter the world without a father married to the mother forty percent of all american children into the world without a father married to the mother now what's happened between 1965 and now what we've done what they've done with the welfare state is they've incentivized women to marry the government and they've incentivized men to abandon their financial and moral responsibility by the way when i've said that the media leaves off the, the latter part They've incentivized men to abandon their financial and moral responsibility. So those of you from CNN, make sure you put the whole thing there.
0: <laughs> yep, CNN put the whole thing in there. Um, he is so good.
1: You know, I, I just wonder, <clears throat> <it's> gonna, <clears throat> I think they're going to have to do some major fraud to uh, overcome all the votes for him.
0: Well, it's just, okay, and, and I think you made the point uh, a while ago, the recall all these people have left California mm-hmm. out of frustration, and they're recalling this governor. These are the people that have decided to stay in California, obviously because they like something about it enough to stay mm-hmm. in that misery. so he is really disliked if you if you you know put it in that perspective
1: because all of his fans have left the state. you mean or a lot of his no, fans
0: no the
1: you say he's disliked.
0: Yeah, Newsom is disliked. Oh, all the I, people I that talking di- about Elder. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, all these people that hate California right. left, and yet they still have enough people who want to recall. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like that's saying a lot. And so, I really, really hope that uh, that Elder is able to take take governorship. And you know, uh, I think that the term would be over fairly soon if he did. But mm-hmm. golly, that would be just a just a nice start.
1: Yeah, that's right. There wouldn't he he would just serve out the rest of the term mm-hmm. of Newsom's term. And I don't know how long that is either, but I'll tell you what, I think he could do a lot of good in a short period of time. Um, but for him to win, there's going to have to be a lot of non-traditional conservatives voting for him. You know, people that normally don't vote Republican are going to have to vote for him. So, you know, people are going to have to switch, um, step over the aisle. And that's that's hard for people to do. They're basically admitting they've been fed lies and lived according to them, been deceived by them. You know, a lot of people want to hold on to their lies. It's more comfortable. So, But, you know, I do see a lot of people, like uh, small business owners, you know, they they've been ravaged by California and Governor Newsom. And if they don't stand up, then they just have no, no sense.
0: Yeah. It's basically just saying, it's just shooting yourself in the foot. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you want to do that, I I wouldn't want to, Mm -hmm. my foot would hurt and it'd be bleeding (laughs) and I couldn't walk.
1: It's not going to be a very nice place to live.
0: Nope. Definitely not. Mm So, uh, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy that because at first it was just like, it's going to be Caitlyn Jenner. Yay. Mm -hmm great someone who thinks that they're a woman when they're actually a man and that was looking like the best person and now elder came in it's like right. boom
1: oh yeah he is so far i i i think he's way up in the polls and you know in a sense he's been campaigning for a lot of years just as long as he's been on the radio so it's that's a big head start
0: for sure for sure so uh, yeah, that's another thing that people can be praying for right now, that mm-hmm. he wins because they need it.
1: And we're not far away. Is that probably two weeks from tomorrow?
0: Good point. I didn't think mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. That's really coming up very mm-hmm. soon. Uh, the okay.
1: four- 14th of September.
0: Yeah, gosh. All right. So uh, Psalm 61, we'll continue, uh, verse 4. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Mm. Yeah, it's just like where where are we going to dwell? And you know, that could be like, you know, that could be our mind a lot of the times. Where where are we going to let our minds dwell? And we should focus on good things. But yeah, even just the shelter of God and going to God and running to him mm-hmm. is, is so much better and so much more secure than anything else. And, you know, you know, one could argue, well, what are you running to? You've never seen God. No, no, we haven't seen God, but it's called faith. And mm-hmm. we, and we know that he's there. And we don't have to see him to know it, just like we don't have to see a lot of things to know they're true. I've, I've never seen Biden in person, but I know he's president, you know. <laughs> so there's a lot mm-hmm. of things we don't see technically.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: I believe in God, and I know that he loves me, and he cares about me, and that I can trust in him
1: some powerful images you know you think a tabernacle that was kind of like a tent like structure in the Old Testament prior to the uh, temple an actual building being made uh, but it, again it's just an image his it, it represents his presence and his presence is um, is where his people are where we cry out to him when we seek him then you know it talks about um, You know, when we praise him and worship him, that makes um, a place for him. So he will be there when you cry out to him and seek him. And under the shelter of his wings, it just speaks of the protective nature of our God, how he cares for us and comforts us and nurtures us. And he is so willing to do that if we would just allow him to.
0: Amen to that. We will end there. I hope you guys have a great day. Let's cheer for Texas, uh, September 1st. Um, Heartbeat, letting more babies live. Of, Of all creed stripes, it's just wonderful. So God is good, and he loves you, and so do I. Bye.